What's up, everybody? It's Judith Aiko. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to the show. We are finally at Thursday of this week. Tomorrow's my nephew's birthday. The baby's 36. That's crazy, right? It's only crazy if you know him and you know me. Because he was obviously born when I was young. Because I was in high school. And, uh, you know, my sister got pregnant and... It was just cool. I mean, she she's much older than me. It wasn't like a teen mom situation. She was uh, a grown woman. And, um, you know, she decided to have a baby. And uh, I was still a baby. You know, I was like 14, 15. I didn't even have a driver's license when he was born. I was uh, pestering my mom to drive me back and forth to the hospital because I didn't understand. You know, my sister called at like five in the morning, like my water broke. And we're like, okay, cool. So we get to the hospital. I remember just being like, where is the baby? Um, I changed a bedpan. I was like, all right, I'm good. I can go home. So then when it seemed like, you know, an hour later, like the baby was coming, I was like, bring me back. <laughs> Finally, my mom was like, look, I'm not going to keep driving you back and forth. So I stayed home and got an announcement about 8 p.m. that I had a nephew. So that was cool. And that's exactly what I was doing tomorrow, 36 uh, years ago. The baby ain't a baby. You know, that's uh, not a spring chicken. That's summer chicken. So anyway, I was uh, thinking about this Nick Cannon thing. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I went to Howard University. That is a very Howard University conversation that they had. Um... You know, and what's what's interesting about that statement is Howard is a place, it's a university. So, you know, he before his podcast, he puts up Howard University, I think the quad, there's there's pictures, uh, Founders Library. So he, I think it's either f- filming from there or wanting you to know that that Howard inspired these conversations. I'm not sure. But that is a very Howard University conversation that he had with Professor Griff that got him in in this situation and you know I don't know Nick we're not friends when he says he has he does not have hate in his heart I believe him and I think what's scary is it was just a conversation you don't have to agree with everything you hear um agree or disagree I I mean I don't know Uh, I listened to it I didn't hear anything that would make me think he is completely against Jewish people or anti-Semitic or anything like that. But then I was reading some comments and people kept saying, you know, there's so much anti-Semitism and a high tolerance for it. And I'm like, maybe I'm insensitive because I'm not Jewish, but I I don't really feel like, you know, there's a ton of anti-Semitism in the world. Uh, well, I can't say in the world, but in my world, in like media coverage, and I feel like people get in trouble for it all the time, but I'm not Jewish and maybe I'm not sensitive enough to it, but also, you know, I don't see racism everywhere either. Some things are racist and some things are not to me. Um, so I don't know. It's hard to say, but all I want to really express is I don't agree or disagree with Nick. It is what it is. That's a very Howard University conversation. You could be walking by a dorm room and two brothers could be chopping it up like that. I mean, at least that was the way it was when I was there. And Nick Nick is getting this Howard University education as a grown man. He was over there. I think he was like 35 when he enrolled. 
So a lot of this is new for him. And so he's like excited because he has this platform. When he was 17, 18, he was on Nickelodeon. When I was 17, I was going to Howard. And you, like I said, you could walk by a dorm room and hear brothers chopping it up like that. You could uh, go to maybe even a professor might even have a lecture on something similar to that. And it's not so much to disparage. It's to promulgate a different point of view. And I feel like we're getting to a place in society where everybody's so offended all the time, you can't even have a conversation. So yeah, maybe what they were saying was dead ass wrong. Maybe it was just completely ignorant. Maybe it was the worst conversation in the world. But how can we expect to uh, influence people, change people, if we won't even open the door to having conversations about stuff, even stuff you disagree with? You know, it's like we've gotten to this place where you, you know, and maybe it will, it's not supposed to be on TV or YouTube or whatever. Maybe it's not supposed to be documented because the only difference between what him and Griff were doing on that podcast is that when I was at Howard, that never would have been documented. I mean, we were into like, you know, in-house you know, you don't need to air family business. If this is how you think, if that group represents how you think, you protect that group. So, you know, it, it was it was obvious that Nick shared a lot of these views. And it was obvious that he um, uh, had done a lot of reading. Uh, he, he seems to follow Minister Farrakhan quite a bit. And, you know, uh for some people, that's a radical thought, you know, a, a radical line of thinking, but it's not for Howard. And then you'll have cats who will never get that deep. You'll have cats who, you know, that's what I loved about Howard. It was some, someone for everyone. There was a group for every person. You had the, uh, you know, when I was there, it was like Ros Baraka group and uh, they led the protests and they were, you know, um, real fired up and fiery and then you had the cats who just ran parties puffy puffy was there when i was there uh, not for long but he was there um he was in the new york party crew then we had the detroit party crew then you know it then you had dudes who were just nerds and went to class engineers i have friends in the engineering school um you know it's something for everyone. And I think what I really am trying to express is whether you agree or disagree with Nick and Professor Griff or anybody in the world, uh, can we just not get so scared to have conversations? Because that's part of the problem. And then when things blow up in your face, when you, people are, you know, feeling so, you know, oppressed that they have to say, then it, then it's not a conversation. Then it's, I'm burning your shit down. I'm tearing shit up. You're not listening to me. You know, I just feel like, you know, we're scared to talk and we're scared to hear different viewpoints, even crazy ones. I mean, I don't want to unleash another Hitler on the world. Of course not. But I don't see the problem in hearing what they're thinking, even though they don't think anything like me. Because how can I know is out there if I never even allowed them to talk? Some of these fringe groups are like that. And I'm not talking about like give a mic to everybody nuts. But I'm just saying like if somebody is presenting their case, they're calm, they're rational. 
and it's what they believe, how can we not give voice to that? And I think that's where we miss platforms like Oprah, you know, real talk shows were in Donahue before her, like where people came on and shared whatever they were feeling. Some of that was more mainstream and some of it was like nuts. Like, what are you talking about? But we got to hear how they think. It's not like if you just don't know about it, that it's not happening. And I, I don't know. I don't think the brother should lose all his jobs because of that. And I don't think it's because he's anti-Semitic. I didn't hear anything that I thought. Um, it's sort of like, and I could be wrong. I could have missed it. I'm not. It was a long ass interview. I'm not saying that I'm defending him or not defending him. I'm defending the right to have conversations. And here's my point. It's like, you know, I I didn't hear anything that I thought was specifically targeted at the entire Jewish population. They stated like I state all the time about black people. We're not all the same. We're not all having some giant collective black people experience. There are some black people that when they walk down the street, other black people cross the other side of the street too, because we're scared of them too. See what I'm saying? Like there are people of every persuasion that you don't have to co-sign just because you share a skin tone with them. And I think it's the same thing with this conversation in particular about Jewish people in the entertainment industry. I took it as the people they were talking about. Cause I think at one point Griff was like, I'm not talking about all Jewish people. I'm talking about this specific group of people who happen to be Jewish, who have happened to take it to the extreme. You know what I mean? And when he said that, he said some version of that. I was like, oh, I get it. He's talking about, you know, the people that he's encountered, that he's done his research on that happen to be Jewish. And I guess that was offensive. I don't know. I, I'm not Jewish. And I, you know, I've had Jewish friends. I'm, I hate that. It's like, I got black friends. But I mean, my, my best boss was a Jewish man and he was great. He really was. He was, I, I worked for him for a really long time. Um, good guy. But, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I could ask him. <laughs> I could ask one of some of my Jewish people, like, is why is this offensive? And I guess it's because they kind of win it. And then Griff has that reputation. You know, he got kicked out of PE for that. Uh, he got kicked out of a band called Public Enemy. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know, maybe it's deeper than what he said. He said he just named names and, and companies and positions and told the truth. And, you know, but I don't know. I really don't remember much detail about that. It was so long ago. Um, but I, I will say this. Don't leave this podcast thinking I'm condoning Nick. I'm not condoning anything that that outright slanders, hurts, and disparages anybody. I'm really not. I am, however, defending the right to have conversations. And that was a very Howard University conversation. That conversation has been had by thousands of people on that campus. Um, whether you like it or agree with it, disagree with it, that's what universities are for. They're for discourse. And they're for discord. Um, and I feel like America has become a place where you can't even have a conversation unless it doesn't uh, ruffle any feathers. And that's not how you progress. That's not how you have a progressive or even an interesting society. 
Um, and I think we have to get to this place where, you know, if, if the brother's dead ass wrong and he says something that offended, um, you know, you're going to offend some people in life. That's just the way it is. However, if you're going around, you know, actively trying to get people to cause harm to other people, um, like the president, I feel like he incites people, then, yeah, we don't need to have that conversation. But conversations that raise your eyebrows, that make you look at something differently, that make you want to go ask questions, you know, we we need to keep that as part of the American spirit because that is what makes us Americans. We're going to be in our feelings. We're going to ask a lot of questions and we're going to have conversations that make us uncomfortable. And and maybe uh, this is should be the beginning of a dialogue, not the shutdown of a dialogue. You know, um, of all the shows that that they're taking from him, Wild Out, it wasn't like. I mean, I get it. Nick built that, and it has a following, and it does something for somebody's culture. But you know, that's not like the most deeply intellectual show on the planet or anything it's like you you're you're holding him to some super high standard from based off wild now i mean to me that just feels hypocritical did you just want out of out of the brand yeah i don't get it but i am not defending nick i don't have beef with nick i really i don't know i wasn't offended or not offended i was i'm not pro what he said or i'm not against what he said it just he said what he said they he he talked a lot um he talked actually over talked griff um and i don't know i don't really i didn't see what was offensive mainly because that's a howard university conversation i've probably heard some version of that conversation many times over um but that's that's what you know that's what america's built on conversations the problem is some shit goes down that we never want to talk about and so we just pretend like it didn't exist. And then, uh, you know, that's a problem. But, I mean, I get it. I get being offended. I just, I don't know if I'm missing something. And I am I might have. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm telling you, I'm going to miss the Redskins logo. I was not offended by it. But I also really love the team. And I think that was hard because... People, and I'm not a diehard Redskins fan, they just won the Super Bowl while I was in college. So I'm I'm a big fan. And, uh, you know, one of my friends was like, you're not offended by that logo? And, that, and I was like, I'm more offended by the Cleveland Indians logo. That dude looks like, a, I mean, at least the Redskins look menacing. Like they're, they're warrior, you know, they're ready to take you out. The Cleveland Indian looks like, uh, you know, step and fetch it. So I don't know. I'm getting off track. (laughs) There's something to offend everyone, basically. (laughs) Have a great day.